0: Oakley with a 5 star performance Dandy City keep climbing up the table The Matildas get a graffitied car And Branson forgets to feed George Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 18 of the Semi Pro Potty Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 18 of the Semi-Pro Potty. I am your host, William Chambers, and every week joining me to my right is Branson Gibson. How are you today, mate? I'm doing very well, Will. How are you? Very good indeed. I've got to be honest with you. I'm a little bit fatigued by football at the moment. You know, we've gone through a Premier League season, a World Cup, Premier League season, Champions Champions League. League final, both of those seasons. Now we've got... NPL Vic continuing on, and yep. then the Women's World Cup started over the weekend, and I was yep. like, oh, I don't know if I've got enough emotions <laughs> invested in me to get, to get through this, but um look, it's, it's
1: just a never-ending cycle, is it? No, it's pretty good though, I'll tell you what. I just like football i like that it's on plenty of uh plenty of stuff to talk about plenty of football to watch you know the world cup fills a nice little void that you know the premier league and the a league have sort of left in our life you know adds a a a european flair you know with the npl on the side as well it's a good combination i reckon
0: it is good to just have this all year round football fest but god
1: i'm tired but you (laughs) know what i'm
0: not tired of what? Tell me. Kit bag segment. Oh, mate. Can never get tired of it. Yeah, you have now got
1: a problem. It's the segment that keeps on giving. Yeah. Like dead set. And by giving, we mean giving brands and oh. crippling debt. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, brand, <laughs> brand giving money to other people for kids. Yeah. But, you know, I'm trying to rein it in, mate. Trying to rein it in. It's not working, but I've got a list. Could anyway. Doll it up as a charity at all? Like a donation? A tax expense? I mean like a... Um, Maybe. Who knows? We'll look into that. Yep. Good. Branson, what are you wearing this week, mate? Well, this week I've gone for an international kit of a team that is not at the World Cup, so we'll give them a bit of love. It is the national kit of Djibouti. Which, ah, but of course. Yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Excellent. Uh quite like the kit because it sort of floats my boat in terms of it's from an obscure country, Djibouti in Africa, mm-hmm. uh, near Ethiopia, for those playing at home, Um for and those
0: also playing at home that don't know where Ethiopia is, we're uh, talking yeah.
1: central... Uh, east, central east along the water, I believe. Yeah. Um. But it's a nice kit, so obscure country, it's a electric powder blue, it's got a bit of green on it, a funky, I don't know what you'd call it, pattern?
0: Yeah. and one thing that I love about it as well is most of these um countries that probably don't have existing flags, kits and emblems and stuff, they've... They've done a good logo for it. So this is an yeah. AMS kit, which is that guy out of Sydney who just all of a sudden started designing kits for most of the African nations. Yeah. And it's, it's just a great crest. It's got, like, two bent swords in it, and it's just brilliant.
1: And the other thing I will say, it does pay homage to the Djibouti flag. It's got the sky blue, green, white, red star. So I
0: I, I do like that in a kit. That was annoying because I was going to do a random flag for Djibouti. Cause I haven't actually put it in there,
1: so <laughs> I haven't done it. Well, that's right. Well, that's what I'm wearing, and I quite like it. But I'll be honest, I quite like what you're wearing yeah. as well. Because, well, not only is it a goodie, but this is possibly... I don't know my favorite story of how someone gets a kit ever. So, yeah, tell, tell me about what you're wearing and tell me about how you got it. So,
0: I do I do the how I got it first or do I do the kit first?
1: Tell us how how you got it first.
0: Yeah, so I was riding down Brunswick Street and on my push bike and everything, and I, as often happens, you know, get a little bit of a little bit of aggro from drivers, um, which is not necessary. So if you're driving right now, think you know, of will. Yeah, think of me, um, and. The guy whines down his window he's like, Oi! Will! And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. He knows my name, so I'm like, it's not that aggressive. So I realise it's my mate Tom from high school, and I'm like, holy shit. He lives in Adelaide, haven't seen him in ages. Tom's like, pull over, pull over in the next street. Pulls over in the next street, opens his boot, and he proceeds to pull out five... Genuinely, like, like early to mid two thousands, kids originals, like uh, an Ajax, a long sleeve. Um, well, don't, Leon, give me don't give him away. No, I got to do it. Oh. Oh, 05 um, soccer rose. Uh, I think there was another one in there as well, and the one that I am wearing right now, which is a, I think about two thousand and four, two thousand and five, is when I remember him playing. It's a Vincenzo Grella jersey for FC Palmer, and it is match worn. And it's signed by Grella as well,
1: and it's it's good. It is in immaculate it's condition good. and it
0: fits perfectly. So it's, the the things that I love about its it's got a heinous color scheme of like blue yellow gradients, uh, yep. blue and yellow stripes, but the yellow stripes have got a yellow and white gradient and to it, and,
1: and even the blue stripes have a black gradient to yeah. it as well. I'll, I'll be honest, I really like it. And it the really sponsor works.
0: Sponsor is outstanding. It's like Technicasa, which is a franchising network. Yeah, Um, great.
1: The other thing that I like is the kit manufacturer is Champion.
0: Which we don't see a lot of, actually. No, no.
1: So that sort of really shows what kind of era it is, that early 2000s. Because I don't think they make too many kits these days. Not at all. It's got
0: got the full-on... Serial badges And in perfect condition It is an absolute world well, I was having a shocker of a week And then for my mate Who I haven't seen in a long time To pull me over in Melbourne And say here you go my
1: son Well I just think that's the best thing ever To be riding down the street And have someone literally give you five Genuinely good Yeah I mean there's no such thing as a bad kid In our opinion Anything I mean there is definitely good. is No but like <laughs> but but like bad is also good In yes. it's own way So to have someone give you five Genuinely properly good kids Just on a day out Is amazing Freak. The one thing I will say though is it did also come with shorts, but you're not going full. I'm not going those. full. No, I'm not
0: that quite that. No, mean. you shouldn't. No, I don't know. I don't fault. know about that. Um, so, what do you know about though? Oh, to, oh, that's you know a, the results for the weekend. I maybe. do know the results, particularly Average. the results. For the Dandenong Thunder 3, Oakley Cannons 5 game.
1: Goals galore.
0: I mean, goals galore, but it was this weird game where you could definitely read this as a seesawing battle of attrition and so on and so forth. Yeah, yep. Realistically, it was Oakley just being home and hosed very early on. And then leaking two late goals. So, you know... Dandenong Thunder, I won't, I won't go through all the goals because we'll be here forever and day, uh, yeah. <laughs> but Dandy Thunder go 1-0 up, it was a very nice goal I can't remember who scored it um, but you know, that gave a sign of hope but then by half time, Oakley were 3-1 up um, and you're just looking at, you know, another pretty what's becoming expected Dandenong Thunder result albeit yeah. with goals, but they just they didn't look in the game after going 1-0 up, um, I think the Equaliser came like two minutes after as well. It was one of those classic NPL vic, you know, score a goal, concede a goal, just why bother?
1: It's also a bit of a coach killer, you know? You go up 1-0 and then proceed to concede the next five, you (laughs) know? Like, crap.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it was, um, at halftime, it was 3-1 to Oakley, games looking in no doubt. Then Ryan Pachowski absolutely coward punches the ball with his left foot. Liked that one a lot. He's about 30 yards out, slices across it, flies into the top left. And what I love about it is it's one of those ones where Piers Clark in goals for Danny Thunder, very uneventful game in terms of actual saves. But it's one of those ones where he's moving to it at quite a rate, but it's just that, cause it's sliced across, it's always moving away from him. Mm, yep. And you just look looking, you're like, you're just not going to get to that. Like you could, you could have, Done everything right by your books and still not get to that one.
1: It was a great goal, and I think the fifth goal that Oakley scored as well was also a bit of a cracker. Not as good, but yeah. you know, still a, a high quality goal. To be honest,
0: there were just good goals throughout the game as well. Um, so Gore and Zorich, um, you know, he put the game completely to bed at five-one, and then you would not begrudge Oakley for doing it. But I think they just took their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, and there were two late goals from Daniel Thunder, but they were so late that they, they're not going to change the complexion of the game at all because it's, you know, well, unless we saw something ridiculous, but it was genuinely about the first goal was, I think, maybe like two minutes from, or maybe in the 88th minute, and then the other one was like two minutes after, and you're like, well, you're not going to pile on like two other goals thereafter. Um, But it was a really commanding performance by Oakley, and geez, they're looking really good now. They are looking... Really good. Admittedly, Daniel Thunder's not the um the real test of a true team, but... it yeah, was still a good result
1: to get against very one of those bottom... It, it, it's so funny that we're, we're talking about Oakley being a mid-table team and not a bottom team, consider, well, consider, considering thing. how long they're at the bottom four. Yeah,
0: so that's six games unbeaten now for Oakley Cannons, and it's not as though they've got one win and, you know, five draws. They've got four wins, two draws, and that's absolutely lifted them... Up the table into ninth, but just from yep. a points perspective as well, they're now looking ahead of them, not looking behind them, and yeah. the people that yeah. are sort of nipping on their nipping on their heels. Yep. Um, then Danny Thunder, they have dropped completely. They're now down into thirteenth with a lot of teams moving up around them. Mm. So you know Kingston have even started getting some performances. You know the the ones that are sort of. Sinking like a ship of Dandy Thunder and Pasco Vale at the yep. moment. Yep. Um, so, you know, if we go back to round 10, I think Oakley were on like five points and were only one point off last place. So they were equal points with Kingston, who were one point above Dandy City. Yep. Um, they've played eight, um, so they've gone completely up to, what was it? I think it was like ninth but they're now on something like 20 points yeah um which is absolutely holds them
1: clear the one one little thing that i will say though is those last two goals that they conceded does hurt their goal difference a little bit like i mean they they were
0: cheap goals to give up
1: yeah yeah, and i mean like their goal difference is is still pretty i think they're it's fair for where they are on the table but you know like at the end of the year when you know you finish let's say seventh and that you know goal difference factors into it You know, they could look back at this game and go, geez, if we hadn't, you know, let up. One other thing that I will say about the Danny Thunder is they have played eight games at home this year and they have not won a single one. Yeah, wow. So they've played eight games at home and they've got two draws. So two points at home this season and six losses. I mean, it's not completely like against the grain.
0: We haven't seen a true home and away sort of diaspora in the league at the moment. It's it's pretty much you win games if you play well. It doesn't matter. No, nah, so but I, I was say. just
1: thinking, you know, not a feel. feel no, nah, feel bad for the poor Dandy Thunder fans. Go to mm. the home games and don't get to see their team. We haven't been to a Dandy Thunder game. It could no. be lovely out there. On the even list, even in defeat. On the list,
0: yes, on the list as well. Green Gully won. Bentley Greens won. Branson.
1: This was a draw. Yes. <laughs> good, good, uh, good observation. I like it. That's well, what I'm here for. Not only was this a draw, but it was an absolutely cracking game this one, uh, thoroughly entertaining. The first 85 minutes was just full of chances for both teams. There were, you know, there were some good shots, there were some close misses, there were some great saves. Uh, there was some poor finishing as well and just like some crappy passing to set up Goals or you know whatever. Uh, super open game, but no goals. So nil all at halftime. Nil all for most of the game. Going into the second half, um, it sort of looked like both teams were going to rue their missed opportunities. It's a good you word, know. rude.
0: Sorry, rue. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I like it. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know well, that's sort of the worst thing to interrupt you with, but I just want to. No, no, out. It's a great word.
1: Well, this was a big. Well, this was a big game. Looked like it was going to be nil all, but then sort of really. Kicked on with, you know, five minutes ago in the rest of the game. Gully were awarded a penalty. T-Boy Kamara was fouled. Alex Salmon steps up, knocks it home. We've, we've seen this script before. Yeah, no, it's good. But, you know, so at that stage, I mean, you would have thought that would that, that would have been enough to get Gully over the line. You know, you go up 1-0 in the 86th minute and that would have been a huge result for them. Sort of brings them closer to the top four rather than just, you know, languishing. or not languishing, but sort of fighting it out in sixth. Uh, but they, sorry, it would have been good if they could hang on, but they didn't. Uh, Bentley's Matt Thurtell equalized with literally the last kick of the game. And quite frankly, it was from what looked to be an impossible angle. Will, you've had a look at the at the goal as well.
0: Hey, I've got out the bloody sextants and the- I- like,
1: I can't figure out how it goes in. (laughs) So just a quick, a quick description of it. So the ball was- at the byline, like near the corner of the box, it practically looked like it was about to go out for a goal kick.
0: It actually looks like it was out almost. Yeah. Like if the referee called a goal kick, I
1: wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, so the Bentley player crosses it in to Matt Thurtell, who himself cannot be more than, no more than half a metre away from the byline himself. Still in front of the near post, sort of near the six yard box, and then somehow gets a touch on it, and it goes straight in. So, I don't know. Well, he, it kind of goes to...
0: across the goal line and hits the inside of the far post area. Yeah, much. But, but it's but
1: like it's weird, because it, he's so close to the byline, you just sort of look at you go, how does he get a touch on that and get it in the goal without yeah. it hitting the keeper? Yeah,
0: but that's the thing, the keeper's got the near post covered as well, so I'm like, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, is it a ghost goal? Are we going to replay it and find out that it actually went through the ruddy net and then
1: just... No idea. And, you know, you don't get a great angle in terms of the live stream of seeing the replays, but just no idea how that one actually went in. Worth checking out the highlight if you haven't seen it, but overall, probably two points drop for Gully. I mean, if you'd said before the game that they'd take a one-all draw with Bentley, they probably would have taken mm. it. But, you know, being up at home in, in the 86th minute, mm-hmm. you'd want to go on and win that game. Any team would. Um, awesome for Bentley to be able to salvage a point, but at the same time, I reckon, despite getting a draw, uh, they still fall behind in terms of the ladder. So they get a point, but they actually drop back below Heidelberg. So they drop down to third, and their gap to Avenel is back out to five points. So I mean, they get this this draw. Right at the end, you know, it's almost like a get out of jail free, but they don't get out of jail free because they don't get the win. So I don't know what the better analogy is. They get a reduced sentence at jail. They get community service. Yeah, it's probably a good analogy. So, um, I mean, not the worst result, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. A, a, a draw was probably a fair result. And and there should have been more goals in this game. Both teams have excellent chances, but a big question that I've got for you, Will, is Bentley's orange kits, yes or no?
0: Very private. Yeah? Because I mean, look, you've got this unfortunate scenario where both clubs that are playing against each other have got green in their title, so you know that's gonna be a kit clash from even like just looking at the team sheets. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, how do you do it? Do you, you can't really go a white one because green and white isn't the contrast enough, so you just go hell for leather and you go, boys, you're going to run around like half-time oranges today. Go nuts. Have some fun. I'll be honest, I really liked it. Bright orange, black shorts, black socks. Looked really good, mm. so that, you know. Yeah, you've, you can't do orange shorts, unless you're Dutch. Yes. Only the Dutch are allowed to do
1: like... Like the full orange. Full orange, yeah. yeah. Um... But moving on. Yes. Another game. Another big game to talk about. This was a loaded round. Tell me about Dandy City. Yeah. What are they they doing? Well, I'm not going to talk to you too much about Dandy City, because Pasco Vale,
0: what the hell is going on there? Um, They are, you know, it's sinking faster than an Italian cruise ship at the moment. You know, they are really just, they are stinking up the place quite a bit. Yeah. Look, Dandy City, we've been speaking about it for a couple of weeks now. Those signings that they've made are looking really positive. Look, they, Dandy City carved apart, were, called, no, sorry, Pascal Bale were carved apart by a very, very potent attack from Dandy City with, you know, Santa Lab is really, Santa Lab and Valeri actually are really becoming the fulcrum for a now well oiled machine. Um, look, Dandy City took a 2 lead early on. Um, a goal was pegged back, though. Davey Van Schip, who we haven't heard too much about in recent weeks just because it's gone pretty quiet over on the Paco side. Um, he had some really nice strong play out wide. You know, his ball was not really fully under control. He used good body strength to fashion himself a little bit of space. Puts a nice ball in uh, that gets tucked home. And that took the score to 2-1. But from there on, look, it was really composed and, and sort of fast and quite poetic, you know, Play from Dandenong City that there were goals that were clinically dispatched um, in the second half, uh, and it was I think that the new signings definitely proved the difference because uh, I we were not saying composed and clinical for Dandenong City for the first half of the season. Mm. You know it, it, that really has come to them in in recent weeks, um, but it's a massive result. Look, it's a four-one commanding win and everything, and you could look at the performances. It's own sort of thing to analyse but the context within this is Dandy are now up into 11th and because they were against Paco they've jumped above Paco who are now just sinking really fast down that
1: table well Paco have only won once in their last 9 games yeah, and that is relegation form if ever I've seen it
0: oh totally and look we the two teams that I think are the ones to watch out of that sort of bottom 6 let's say is Dandenong City and Oakley Cannons I would not be surprised based off of form if if those guys are going to be at the pointy end of the season. And, you know, this is one thing that I'm thinking of while we're looking at those teams going up. Bran, do you think Paco's form has got them in a relegation spot at, at this point?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, one win out of their last nine, that's... Terrible, like. Yeah. By any... They started the season quite positively
0: as well. Yeah. You know they were scoring goals of fun. I think we were saying. Day, I think well, after like five or six rounds, Davy Van Ship was golden boot winner as uh, leader as well and
1: everything. Yeah, I mean they're big. I mean they concede a few goals, but I mean not not necessarily more than the teams around them. It's sort of weird. They've got the same goals scored as Dandy City. You know, like I, I don't know why. Well, I'm, they're just not good. They're just not <laughs> getting... I mean, like...
0: It's it's harsh to say, but like I guess we can
1: overanalyze football, and fundamentally, they're just not good at football what, at the Which is just not working. And the problem that I reckon with Paco is when you look at Dandy City, you look at Oakley, you see those positives. You can see them climbing up the table... Uh, Dandy City and Oakley, it's really sort of become a not, not a will they get relegated, but how high up the table will they, will they climb? I mean, Dandy City in their last five games have been awesome. 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 They've won three of their last five, haven't lost in their last five. And And also, no red cards, I'm
0: pretty sure, which was just like a trend (laughs)
1: of them early on was just
0: cool. Score a goal, get a player sent off. Score a goal, get a player
1: sent off. So, you know, when you compare that to Paco, they're just, (laughs) I don't know. They're just sort of free falling, and I don't know what it's going to take for them to to stop it. Maybe Davey Van Schip. Maybe just the whole team. But I don't know. Maybe it's
0: one of those. Maybe that's the next managerial change that we've got on the rosters. Because just, you're right. Is it is pretty shocking for. Well,
1: just not seeing a lot of upside. Even watching their games, it's sort of there, and you're going, uh, just
0: uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Do you know what I do know though, Branson? What? The score of the Melbourne Knights-Heidelberg game.
1: Well, tell me about it, because this was this was another big game. The Knights were yes. hot, you know, yep. top, top of the table implications. Big last month for the Knights. Huge. You know, they really started to hit their strides.
0: But sadly, they did not hit their strides on Friday night. Look, it was a pretty convincing win, is what I'll say. Um, Heidelberg won Melbourne Knights, nil. Friday night... Um, a nice little bit of bad weather out there. I'm starting to realise that's probably one of the worst pitches on wet weather, I think, up there. Gets quite Stadium. boggy and patchy. And, <coughs> Ooh, sorry. You know, that's alright, are you okay? Yeah, I don't
1: know, I just had a big cough for absolutely no reason, came out of nowhere. Yeah, really right. surprised me. A rogue cough. Yes.
0: Um, and <laughs> I wish I could segue rogue cough into this sort of run through, but I can't. Um, some of the notes out of this game, it was a pretty sort of like stop-start, it wasn't too fluid in its play but we almost had a goalkeeper being chipped from halfway oh, well, which I hadn't seen well, um, yeah about six minutes in uh, I can't remember who had the shot but it's it's from just inside the half and it's going in if not for a smart save by Kakarin, which tipped it wide um, Kakarin actually did have a bit of a bit of a good game has to be said um, Heidelberg could have won by a lot more if he wasn't um, if he wasn't in between the sticks and on good form but um, Heidelberg were fashioning better of the chances throughout the game. There was a heavily deflected shot by Harry Noon that proved to be the only goal in the game. Um, But then, yeah, look, the only real memorable things out of the game was just a couple of class saves from Kaka and uh, Knights in it, but uh, you wouldn't be begrudged Heidelberg getting three points out of this one if things had gone differently. I think Heidelberg would have scored more and Knights would have scored some, but Heidelberg were good for the three points. Which, you know, on league table form, it doesn't really surprise us. But just knowing that, that form that Knights had last month, you thought, you know, this is a big scalp at home that they could potentially get.
1: Yeah, and my question as well to is, do you reckon they had one eye on the FFA Cup?
0: I mean, I had one eye on the FFA Cup. Yeah. And I wasn't even playing. Like, I, it's a weird one for players because, you know, I think... Even if you have one eye on the FFA Cup, you still got to run out and do your job. And you kind of do. Um, but it didn't, it didn't show, the game itself didn't show signs that they had one eye on the FFA Cup. They, they still played well. They just were not as good as Heidelberg. Um, and they didn't really create as many chances as maybe in previous weeks they had. But no, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. But look, anyway, that's taking, um, that win for Heidelberg takes them up into second. Yep. It's Elite Frog Bentley, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. They just look sticking tight to that sort of top of the table. Knights um, no, into fourth, but it's just a very stop start season for them. Uh, they they could really amass some amazing run. Maybe they're sort of going, look, we're mid table. Mid table puts us in finals. We don't really need to push too hard. And that's sort of one thought that I had was, Bran, do you think that momentum actually
1: matters right now? Because. Oh, 100%. 100% it would. Yeah, I reckon momentum is huge in sport. Like, so not just like you know positive momentum, which teams like Dandy City have got and Oakley have got, but even that that negative momentum. Like we saw, we see Dandy Thunder, you know, trending downwards, and they just can't stop that slide. Paco trending downwards, mm. they can't stop that slide. Similar thing with Avondale as well, you know, they won 12 of their first 13, then five games without a win, and they yeah. just, and you but know, at, but things just couldn't quite get yeah. there. And but at it,
0: this stage though, it's, really it's playing out to finals, and you know, we heard it about the A-League this year, it's, whilst we've got relegation in this, but... You know, there is this part of the, the season that just doesn't actually fundamentally matter. So long as you're in the finals race and you stay there or thereabouts, you know, you can drop points, you can have some bad games. You, it's not the end of the world, whereas, you know, if it's a league, versus, like you have to keep pushing. Heidelberg have to not drop points to beat Avondale. But because it's a finals setup, it's like you've just got to get to the finals. And you don't have to peak too soon, you know. Like it's it's well, you got you
1: got that push within the finals of you know like top two, you get a buy. So Bentley and Heidelberg sort of trading places for that, and then and then a home finals, yeah. And and that's a pretty big deal as well. But I think momentum. I I I personally I think it's huge.
0: Do you know what else is huge, Branson? What Avondale back on the horse, three-one winners over what shouldn't have been surprising, but Kingston City with a little bit of a flurry of form. Mm -hmm. Kingston City won.
1: Yes. Well, you know, talking about momentum, this was, this was a huge game because, like, you know, plenty on the line for both sides. Kingston obviously need points. Avondale winless in their last five, just really needed a win. And if they're not going to beat the bottom team, then they're in, I don't know, that raises so many questions. Uh, the scoreline sort of suggests a comfortable win for Avondale, but I'll be honest, it was pretty much anything but, uh, the first half was almost like, uh, a, a recap of everything that was wrong for Avenale in their last 5 games in 45 minutes of football. Brilliant. Like uh, Kingston Kingston actually took the lead inside 5 minutes. Terrible stuff for Avenal. Uh, and doing fact, a reverse Avondale. Yeah, yeah, they got Avondaleed. Yes, mm. excellent. Uh, but then Avenal did everything that they've done, well, sorry, not everything that's sort of gone wrong, but as we've seen in these past five games, they just had a bunch of chances and they just couldn't score. Like, Liam Boland had a couple of good shots, didn't find the back of the net. Sakai hit the crossbar. I reckon he's hit the crossbar about eight times this season. or Like, so many, but they just couldn't find the back of the net. Uh, they actually went into halftime trailing 1-0. And, you know, I was at this game and you just sort of sit there and you go, and I know, you just go, here, here we go again. Like, they're not going to... When's it going to stop? Uh, turns out what it needed to have it stop, which was a terrible segue. But oh, I, that's fine. yep yeah, it. it. Yeah. So what they needed, though, was an absolutely bananas eight-minute period in the second half. Turn things around for him. There were three goals, two penalties, and a straight red. Uh, Liam Boland equalized for Amidale, and then, you know, you, you thought they'd have all the momentum to go on and win it, only for Scott Hillier, the defender, to get shown a straight red card. I think it was only like ninety seconds after that. So I mean, that threatened to completely derail momentum. You know, you just score, then you go down and man. So, but it turns out uh, it didn't, didn't at all. Uh, Avondale were awarded two penalties. Bolin converted them both. Scored a hat trick. Uh, takes him to the top of the golden boot again, and Avondale come away 3-1 victors. And it's sort of weird to say when the top team gets a win over the bottom team, but it was genuinely a huge result for Avendale because yeah. this, this is the one that sort of breaks the slide. This is the result that they just kind of, they had to get. They couldn't really afford to drop more points, in particularly against the bottom team. Mm. So obviously from here, psychologically, I reckon it's just got to be crucial.
0: Yes, no, and it is one of those weird ones where you look at the league table itself and you go, well, this result is absolutely what you would expect. But, you know, it's been stop start from Avondale recently and this is, you know, three points that we'd
1: expect them to get, they need to get. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll see how that propels them into the second half of the year. Just quickly on Kingston, they did play pretty well, they defended pretty well. Uh, They were just sort of undone by two penalties and a tough loss in the end, they had chances to make it 2-0 in the first half. Again, couldn't quite get it. But mm. I'm still waiting to see
0: that uh, Kingston great escape again. I'm just wondering if they're going to do it again because they're now starting to play a bit better, yep. but they're not getting results, yep. uh, and that's not going to help them. But I'm just wondering,
1: have they got that
0: last-year performance great escape in them? Because that'll be very entertaining if they do.
1: Yeah, saw, saw signs from it against Avondale, but, I mean, just couldn't quite, couldn't quite get it in the end. Couldn't quite get it in the end, is the tale of Port
0: Melbourne at the moment as well. Port Melbourne 1, South Melbourne 2 in the, what, sort of... Local Derby? Yeah, but I mean, what is it? Is it the, like, south of the River Derby? I think it's... The inner city south of the River Derby? I think
1: it's just the inner city geographically quite close to each other Derby. Derby, yeah. Yes. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. let's go with that.
0: (laughs) Um, If you know what the Derby is actually called, ladies and gentlemen, please at us, because uh, we can't figure it out ourselves. Um, but good win for South Melbourne
1: It was a good win for South Melbourne and I'll tell you what they came ready to play I thought so Mary Fiotti your boy scored mm-hmm. early on and South seemed to really control a lot of the first half they had a lot of good chances, a lot of good starts and goal which is something that they'd sort of struggled with earlier in this year like you know like they I mean they couldn't score goals so when they were doing this I mean they looked they looked threatening I thought uh, dominated probably about the first half an hour. Port Melbourne did quite well, I thought, similar to what they did against Avondale. They just kind of weathered the storm a bit and, you know, sort of got themselves back into it. They didn't drop, you know, multiple goals, so they were still within it. Uh, Started to look threatening and then actually got an equaliser not too long before half time, and they sort of carried that on into the second half. Uh, Well, sort of not really. I mean, that 15-minute period was probably their best patch for the game. Uh, they started off the second half okay but not that threatening and then just sort of looked nowhere yeah. after that because South just looked far more threatening than Port did in the second half. They scored an absolute peach of a goal. A great, It great was sort, lovely, wasn't it? great sort of team goal. Uh, I think Saladas had a nutmeg, passed it off. Uh, there was a nice cross to the back post. Who The South play then... Tapped it back to another player first time and then, you know, Skipedes volleyed it home and you just sort of look at that. and there you go, you know, that was pretty uh, pretty beautiful. But overall, big win for South because I just, yep. I mean, I just think it really solidifies their position as a genuine finals contender. That form just came out of nowhere as well. You know, we were sitting there being like, what are they? Like, what club are they
0: at the moment?
1: And then they just turned it
0: around. What is it? Is it four wins in the last five
1: games? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and it's sort of weird. It's kind of like Oakley, where maybe it's just something's clicked, something switched. Mm. You know, like sorry, a switch was flicked. You know, in in the team or whatever, because they're really playing. They they're playing a lot better football, and they look like scoring goals, which they did not look like doing for almost all of the season up to up to just recently. Uh they they're in seventh now, south, only two points behind Gully, which is, you know, a pretty pretty good spot for them to be. Uh really sort of pushing for that finals finals contendership, Port Melbourne. Uh, I think the result really sort of sums up their season, you know, just not really really good enough. Like, they were sort of in it, but then they weren't, and then, you know, they they, they got an equaliser. I think they
0: play, like, 20 minutes of good football a game, and they tend to be after the breaks, or, like, coming out of the sheds good, or, like, coming out half-time well, or, like, finishing the game strong. But, like, they just don't... I haven't seen them put together a good 90 minutes, I think, this season.
1: No, they're not not a complete package, so, I mean... (laughs) I don't think Port will get relegated. I don't think they'll push for the finals. I think yeah. they are destined for, you know, a 10th or a 9th finish. Whereas, you know, the teams around them do have that upside. I think they're just going to stay right about where they are. Cool. And where they are is
0: where at the end of the sort of fixtures we've got one to go Hume City 2, Altona Magic 0. Brand.
1: Well, with this one home. Well, yes. Yeah. So, good result for Hume. Uh, they dominated the first half. First half was all then. They had so many chances to score in the first <laughs> they did half. It, no, yeah. it, it sort of, it almost wasn't funny. Uh, of course, they couldn't take any of them. Uh, a couple of good saves as well, though, from our toner keeper, Shane Vitakangas. So, he did a good job of uh, keeping the magic in it. It wasn't just Hume. Not taking chances, he was a factor as well. Hume eventually, though, they did open the scoring in the second half, despite what I thought the Magic actually looked better to start the second half. Uh, but Altona, after falling behind, I mean, they had a few chances, but I mean, nothing really, you know, amazing to you know I don't know I don't know how to sort of sum it up any any more than that sort of half chances I'd say and then Hume wrapped up all three points with the goal shortly before full time but I mean another three points for them it's another strong results undefeated in their last yep. five sitting pretty...
0: not a terrible team either no, you know, no, it's no. a
1: good it's a good
0: sort of win to get but you know it is just Hume sitting pretty and, and climbing up that table
1: yeah and I mean they're sort of in a bit of an odd spot where they've you know four points behind Bentley they've got a little gap to South in seven so I mean they could go up they could go down or they could just sort of stay right where they are Uh, but Altona though I mean they're sort of you know sort of trending downwards a little bit they were I think they reached as high as fourth but I mean they're still in finals contention but a bit of a nothing game from them to be honest Yes, um, so that wraps us up for the MPL games. We've
0: got some tasty FFA Cup. We've already had one game: Um, Hume City versus Oakley Cannons. Brand, that was nil-nil at full time.
1: Yep, nil-nil at full time. No goals in extra time, so went to penalties, and Hume got the job done. So they qualify for the national stages after a 3-2 win in the penalty shootout. So, I mean, a great, great result for them. A bit annoying,
0: but I did want to see Oakley go through because they have been playing well, and I'm like, you know what, that's one of the ones where, you know, they've. I'd like sort of seeing... I would have liked to have seen Oakley Cavins on the national stage, but,
1: yeah. you know... And I'll be honest, I'm not sure if Hume have ever been at the national stage, but the national stage is just huge for yeah. reach, for, you know, even just getting your name out there. Yeah. You know, like, that's going to be... Great for Hume. There's another mighty tasty FFA cap game on tonight, though. The Melbourne Knights versus South Melbourne at Knight Stadium. And this is going to be pretty
0: darn big. I'm pretty. going. I'm very keen. So we'll sort of talk about it a little bit later on. But keen for two things, some football and also food. Um, and yes. also I get to, get to go see all the excellent paintings and pictures of Mark Viduka. Yep, in his
1: glory days. Yep. Um, WNPL brand yeah quick wrap on this uh, quarter top dogs once again on the winners list they're still clear on top however though there was a a bit of a costly slip up from second placed Boleen, though. They suffered a 1 0 loss to Alamein. Alamein are playing quite well. Probably. Alamein are playing quite well, they're yeah. Really so, well, the result for Boleen, I mean, it doesn't wrap up top spot for quarter, but it almost does. So they now trail quarter by eight points. Mm. I mean, Boleen still do have a game in hand, though, but even if they win that, they're still five points behind entering the second half of the year. Uh, the win for Alamein, though, brings them to within. Two points behind Bolleen. So, sorry, only two points behind Bolleen. So, I mean, they're pushing for second. And as he said, I mean, they're looking pretty good. Uh, Other than that, though, Box Hill got a good win over South. Heidelberg took care of business against Senior NTC. Not really surprising there. And Bayside and Geelong, two of the also-rans not going to make finals, played out a 3-all draw. Delicious. Yes, and that sir. sees
0: us done for the end of the review section. Ladies and gentlemen, join us in a couple of seconds where we'll start jumping into part two of episode 18 of Semi-Pro Potty. <music> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of the Semi-Pro Potty where we take a broader look at the world of football kicking off, as always, with our that So Semi-Professional segment where we take a look at some of the things that happen around the world that would be... Perfectly at home in semi-professional
1: football in Victoria. Bran, what have we got? Well, the first one that I saw was in the European Nations League. So it was obviously the finals in the Nations League. Uh, First time they've had finals. So very exciting. England on the international stage there gave up two quite frankly terrible goals uh in extra time oh sorry one before extra time one in extra time can't remember anyway two terrible goals just um uh, just shocking back passes you know mm. so defenders just playing balls back to the keeper you know without looking or just terrible passes and conceding two goals so they're up 1-0 and it was one all in extra time and then just two awful back passes ended up costing them goals, costing them a spot in the final. So it's just sort of, you're looking at that and you're going, what yeah. are they doing? I'm not a huge England fan though. So I do. No, quite, neither am I. I, do, I don't I do have a problem with them uh, getting onto like, you know, the big stage of semi-final and then muffing it up in a very yeah. semi-professional so, manner. I quite, I quite enjoy that. To so be this honest. is
0: my favorite thing. I would much rather England get to the semi-final of every major tournament than get bailed out in the group stages because it gives them hope. It gives yes. them something to dream for. Mm. And then fundamentally well they keep well they keep doing it. I'm interested to see if the women's team are gonna do it in the Women's World Cup. But they always have to play off in that third, fourth playoff, which is yeah. the most pointless match of like yeah. the World Cup has it, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they do it because of prize money. They need to divvy up the prize money. But I'm like, I reckon if you went to every team and said, hey the losing semi-finalists, you each get the same amount of money. You don't have to play another game. They'd be like, yes, we will take that. Mm. Like, thank you. But they put this bronze medal playoff one and England keep finishing in it. And I heard on, I think it was the football ramble where, because England won the third place playoff game against, I think was Sweden. And in the, what? In the Nations League. Oh,
1: in the Nations League. Yeah. Sorry,
0: yeah. And so they like, they win the third place playoff and there wasn't a medal ceremony afterwards. Someone just came in with a bag full of bronze medals and dropped it in their room and was like, Here
1: you go, have these. And <laughs> I'm like probably, that's probably the best way to do it though, you know, no one really wants a bronze medal ceremony, but at least you get a bronze medal. So that's probably just the, don't have
0: the bronze medal. Like no one is gonna who is in their right mind gonna be like, Oh, like, you know, which of those England players is gonna turn around to their grandchildren and be like, Oh, Take this in for show and tell, and it's a bronze medal of the 2019 UEFA Nations League.
1: Yeah, it's probably not. Yeah, I mean, I get you. It's sort of weird because it just intrinsically reminds you that you lost, and you didn't lose the final. You you didn't, yeah, you
0: didn't lose. Like you lost twice.
1: Yeah, no, you <laughs> lost well, once. Yeah, you lost the. Yeah, it's just
0: pointless. Yeah, it's pointless. But, but I love they, it because England are now becoming specialists of penalties and finishing third. Hmm, very which is good.
1: great. Very good. Um, what else did you like, mate? Semi professionalism. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I suppose you didn't like this. Sorry, I've got my. I se- actually, to be honest with you, honestly, got, I don't like it because Brand, Brand got his segments confused yeah. there. I thought we were doing what we liked because right. we've we got sidetracked about our, our joy from England uh, suffering. Yeah, I mean,
0: we do like the semi-professional stuff. We so do. We're all for it. Um, it. There's been a lot of chat about it, and I actually don't mind it. But the the Lions woman or Lionsman, I'm not sure if we like treat it like an actor. Where if you're a female lines mm. linesman, are you just, is it just linesman and it doesn't matter, or is it lineswoman, woman, man? Are we gendering it? Um, I'm
1: not too sure. I've heard of quite a few people at NPL games refer to them as linos, so that linos, might be that might be a, gender. That's a very Australian gender <laughs> non-specific <laughs> yeah, but, label. But
0: that's it, yeah, um, so the lineswoman in the Matilda's game was quite delayed in putting the flag up, and everyone was fast to, um, I think. You know, jump down the throat and be like, Dude, "This is bloody ridiculous." And I'm like, "Well, like fundamentally, I think she got all of the calls right." Yeah, which is quite good. But there was there was a notable delay, so I kind of want that in the um, in the MPL now. I just want you know what, even if you know what the decision
1: is, make the forwards run a little bit harder. You know, yeah. make them work for that offside. Well, it's just it's such a weird one. So, like, obviously, so the reason why it's delayed is for VAR. So like the line no, the Lino doesn't want to get the call doesn't want to get the call sorry, doesn't want an incorrect call to influence the play. So I think the idea is they see offside, they go, yep, that's offside, but I'm going to let the play continue. I'm going to let it unfold to see if, you know, in in this case, if Italy go on and score. Yeah. And then if they score, they put they've the flag up. So, so that yeah. way they've got a result. So they go, Yep, yeah, okay, goal was scored. Let's go back and take a look. Were they actually offside, yes or no? But, I mean, the one concern for that is, like, are you exposing players... To injury or fatigue. So let's say you know, like a clear, what? a clear offside. Yeah. You don't put the flag up. Play continues. Someone th- gets th- hacked. Th- yes. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's a challenge. Someone get hurt, and then it's offside. So what do you do then? Yeah,
0: the only thing that I think about is this is that is fine. That is a fine approach if we take football in a vacuum and there's no supporters. Hmm. It is VAR is the worst experience for supporters because that's now that you say there, and let's play, go and see if a goal results. A goal results. Mm-hmm. The linesman knows it's going to be chalked off because they're like, "I was going to raise my flag anyway, but let play go on." Yeah. So you've got fans celebrating, blah blah blah, all the fun, and then
1: that happens, and it just just feels cheap for mine. It feels a bit cheap. Well, and I think either we had like two goals, flat, two goals that they had scored flagged out for offside. I think Pretty the first the, the first one was Pretty really close. the first one was super tight, but the second one was you know a bit more obvious, but the... On the flip side, going back to the Nations League, I did say, I think it was in the in the England's third place game. They had a goal ruled out because the Lionsmen did raise their flag for offside, and then it turns out they weren't offside. Yeah, so but because the Lionsmen had, had raised the flag, it, the chance had gone. Oh well, it sort of stopped play. So whilst the I, I don't know, so it's mm. sort of it, it's a tricky one, but yeah, a bit 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 odd.
0: Yeah, long story short, I think we should delay offside calls in the NPL to make bit it a suspense. little bit interesting. Yeah, good. Um And really just rile up some of it. Like, it would be a real wind-up merchant thing to do as a linesman is, you know, you're running on fumes in the 80th minute and they're just putting in a gut-busting run to get in behind for a one-on-one and then they get two metres away from the goalkeeper. And you're like, you know what? No, it's
1: offside. Yeah, yeah, you're off there, mate. Um Last
0: one, Bran. What have you got there?
1: Well, of course it's a Fulham related one. It is. Well, it's actually, I think it's a week or two old, but something I thought of that I saw. So Fulham obviously got relegated, but what they did (laughs) once they got relegated. I just
0: want to know the one person listening to our podcast who doesn't know that yet. It's probably featured in every single one of our podcasts. Yeah, but
1: what what I like, very semi-professional. So they got relegated, obviously, and then what they had to do on social media is on their Twitter account, they then went and re-followed all the teams from the championship on Twitter. <laughs> so so presumably they had unfollowed them last year after getting promoted, going, yeah, you know, we're, we're too good. We don't need to follow you anymore. So, But then had to awkwardly go back and re-follow, you know, all these teams in the championship. And the good thing as well, though, was that other clubs called them out on it too. Yeah, great. So like, I think it was like Brentford or whatever got a notification form, now follow you, and then, you know, they took a screenshot, posted that, and then I think it was like a wavy emoji, like, you know, welcome back, guys. And right. you're like, oh, you know, kind of hurt my soul it's, as it's, a Fulham fan, but I did think that was quite semi-professional yeah, and well done by the other clubs. It is. And it's
0: quite sort of like, you know, um, if you take the scenario of relationships where, you know, you break up with your missus and you go out with this like, absolute ten or something and you're sort of bragging to all your mates about it and then she gets rid of you and then you just go back to your missus. It's, it's got to, it's smacks of that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, the next bit that I wanted to go through, Branson, I liked it this week that the Matildas got an I-30 delivered to them. Yep, yep. Um, and they had messages from fans and supporters written on it, and obviously, you know, if you give Australians a Sharpie and a car, we're just going to fucking ruin it with, you know, (laughs) like, they're probably like, go well girls who don't inspire the world, and there were messages of that on there, but there were also some pretty mediocre messages, and one thing I liked is post the game, um, Artig Orange on Twitter, did some great football memes where it just shows the Matildas looking at a car and then a scribbled message
1: yeah, on yeah. what looks like the car, and it's yeah. just—it's—it's
0: it's already a great meme. Pre- pre- format, pretty,
1: pretty sure it's not on the car. No, it's but... not on the car
0: because it's just like don't play a high line. Yeah, and just yeah like yeah. really, really good stuff. Yeah, I think one was like Catelyn Ford is not a ten was yeah. there as well. <laughs> stuff like that. Again. Yeah, good. Um, brilliant stuff. So I was thinking of that format, but. I kind of wanted to remove it from the Matildas because we know that we would just shower the Matildas with support and love because they're great and we want them to do as well as possible in this tournament. But I was thinking of if you could write a message for some different games. So the Melbourne Knights versus South Melbourne game tonight. So a car is there that you can write a message on. Yeah, What would you write? Okay, hang
1: on. So so, so first, this is
0: either to inspire or uninspire them. Right. A little bit of uh, okay, we can do some okay, shit so, housing comments okay. to stir them.
1: So we're either going like a genuine message of support or a meme style. Backhanded, yeah. Yeah, well, for, for the, well, I reckon for this one, you could go for the support and you could say, you know, welcome, you know, great to be back on the big stage. For, you yeah, know, for one of them. One. You know, but I think it would be better to go down the main territory and you could just say, I don't know, like, welcome back to relevancy. Cause, oh, yeah, great. You know. They've been irrelevant for quite some time. <laughs> well, well, I mean, they haven't... Well, it's sort of irrelevant. I mean, I don't think they made no. the finals not really that good. See,
0: I liked the whole concept where you could be like, use the reverse camera to keep looking into the past. Oh, that's quite good. That's, that's quite
1: spicy. Yeah, that's quite good actually. Um, well, one of them, one of them is going to win tonight as well. And to be fair, it will be great for whoever wins yes. to be back on that that main stage. It's you know, for, former N.F.L. So, just touching on it quickly, it's going to be a great result for whoever makes it. I mean, both big clubs do deserve, you know, that moment on the national stage. So for one of the clubs, it's, it, it is going to be great. And for the other one, it's back to uh, the rearview view camera.
0: Maybe this also just starts a trend. If you've got an I-30 parked at the game tonight, don't be surprised yeah. if there's messages <laughs> with a Sharpie written yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. Get an Uber there. Yeah. Don't drive
1: it. Don't drive it. Um,
0: so the next one that I want to go through the next game, so Branson, take yourself back down memory lane when yep. Fulham got relegated. Yep. So the game before that, if there was a message that you could have given Fulham written on a Hyundai i30, what would it have been?
1: Uh, I reckon it would have been, think of our Twitter account. You know, so it's like, guys, lads, if we get relegated, our Twitter guy is going to have to go follow and, shame. Re- and yeah. refollow all these championship clubs. And it's going to be embarrassing. Think of him. Do it for the Twitter. We don't want to expose ourselves to these memes, which they have done. Yeah. Do it for the Twitter. Yeah. Obviously didn't work.
0: My message yeah. that I would write on that, that car is give Branson a call 30 minutes before kickoff. Because you missed that game. You slept through it oh, yeah, and you did. didn't even watch it. I so I, I would have written on that card just so that you could watch it <laughs> yeah, to great. make sure that you see it. Just to be like, give Branson a call 30 minutes before, maybe 10 minutes before in case he snoozes the call
1: and goes back to sleep. Yeah. Well, it still kind of haunts me. I just completely missed yeah. the weekend game. Bloody midweekers. Uh, another game a bit more angled at you, this one. What about Adelaide United before the 6-0 Final, grand final loss to the Melbourne victory. What would you have written on their, Ooh. on their car for that one to sort of rile them up? I mean, it, I don't even think the i30 was around then, was it? Uh, don't know, but the Hyundai
0: was. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hyundai Excel. Yeah. Um,
1: on, on, on the something. Um,
0: oh, do you know what? I'd probably write the message, don't let them know you're there because we just, <laughs> we, we got that red card, and oh, that, it was pretty bad. Well, don't um,
1: let them know you're there. I think that was pretty much what happened for the entire yeah, game. Or
0: just, you know, hack Archie. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Just end his career. No. a <laughs> A
1: little bit harsh. You wouldn't be at Murray United <laughs> if, if oh, yeah, so that had happened. Oh,
0: yes, I know. It would be Robbie. What would you write on that card, though, for a fixture? Because, I mean, you were anti-MVC at this stage. Yeah, I mean, I would have probably just said, look... No, mine would have been way more harsh. Mine would have been like, muskets, a twat. Yeah. Like...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, for Adelaide, you could literally go, don't embarrass yourselves. Yeah. And they went, do you know what? We're going to do it anyway. Like, that would just yeah. be like the simple one. Because now it's like... Just play a back nine. Yeah, and the other <laughs> thing as well is like, think of all the people... I don't know, this would be a very long message, but it'd be like, think of all the people who dislike the victory and will now have to put up... With, with the victory. highlights of well, this, yeah. and the victory always claiming that they won a grand final 6 0. So that's going to take up like an entire door panel. That's that across the windscreen. Yeah, but something like that, if you know, all the fans who don't like the victory, which is everyone who isn't the victory, mm. now have to endure the victory as, oh no, we won a grand final 6 0. And no, that sucks. Um,
0: a quick note Not... on that one, actually. Just yep. a quick one. Yep. yep. Melbourne victory no longer have Kevin Muskard at their club. Yep. Broxham's got days limited, I feel. Like, Barber. he's not going to play on too long. Well, Barbarous has gone to Sydney yep. as well, yep. But this is the thing. So, it looks like Victory are going to get Marco Kurtz, who's an excellent manager. Mm-hmm. And so, there's no Musket, who I hate. Mm-hmm. There's now, you know, Marco Kurtz there. Mm-hmm. Lee Broxham will only have to put up with a year mm-hmm. of him. Honda gone? Yeah, but I would have liked Honda to have stayed. What yeah. I, well, the point I'm trying to make is I could maybe become a Melbourne Victory supporter now.
1: You, no. There's, sure, no there's, there's no sure musket. There's no musket. You go for Adelaide and you like Melbourne City. You yeah, can't. but I hate, I hate musket and he's gone. Yeah. Oh, nah. Love well, Kurtz. Well, on, on that tension. the thing that I'm looking forward to is the idea that the victory might be shit. So as a City fan, the thing that sort of annoys me is that the victory are quite good and consistently quite mm. good, and that's annoying. So now they've got this period of uncertainty. That's sort of where I was getting at, you know, Honda leaves, Barbarossa leaves. They lose their manager... I mean, don't the, 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 they're still a good okay, setup. Sorry. They've still got Toivan and they've still got a good a, a good squad. But you know, well, Marco Kurtz, he could come in and he could just not do a great job for the victory. Yeah, I mean, did. look at what he did with Adelaide United, which was a paper thin squad. Yeah, but like you know, maybe for whatever reason, it just it just doesn't work out. Like who knows? But mm. I just like the idea that the victory might be crap. Yes, I um, do I. But one last one for this one. Yeah, Matildas against Brazil. What would you ride on the car this Friday morning? So. Uh, what would I write that's, on the that's, car? That's probably more positive for this one. Yeah, I
0: this one will be posi vibes. Um, do you know what I would do? Fuck this. I would make a Spotify playlist that is a yep. G-Up playlist for the girls, and I would just write a
1: URL on the car. Yep. Or draw a QR code. Well, it's an i30. You could probably create a Spotify playlist, send them a phone, Bluetooth it to the car, and play it in the car. No, that's over-engineering it. I is think it? I could easily draw a QR code on there. What? Okay, good. so they could just go
0: up, scan it with their yep. phone, right?
1: So you're going to go for a pump up, okay? What's What's the first song that's going to play?
0: Uh, probably Rock Set. Can't, can't, <laughs> don't let me pick which one yet. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. hang on, are we in June? Yes. Yeah, probably June afternoon by Rock Set. Great, because they're playing in the afternoon, aren't they?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, no. presumably. It's, um, yeah. Even if it's a June night, afternoon by Rockset. Even, even if it's a night game, technically 9 p.m. is still after noon on the clock. So, afternoon, yeah. Um, Bram, what would you write on there? I I would go for a positive message, and I just say, uh, "Play like you're a good team." That's really that sounds so shit. <laughs> yeah, wow, um, you really thought this one through. Play for... <laughs> Oh, Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now under the now under the pump. I don't know. Play. Play, play, play! play. I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to try and play like play as good as you actually are because they are yes. as, is, is sort of what is sort of what I was trying to get there because they are a good team. They didn't get the result against Italy, so it's like you know, don't be negative about that. Know you're a good team. Know you can get the results. Back
0: yourselves because we know you can do it.
1: Exactly, and play like your quality, because you are. Yeah. It's sort of what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at. And
0: these are beautiful messages, and we know that zero Matildas listen to this podcast. So well, you never know. Maybe one? No, never. Maybe. Um, Let's roll through it. We're running late. Um, $50 meal challenge. Preview. In anticipation, yeah, yeah. In anticipation for tonight, because we went the other week, um, and I didn't post a picture of it. But in anticipation for tonight, South, Mel- South Melbourne versus Melbourne Knights. Chavapi roll, and a Heineken, $15. Get it in you. Can't wait. Excellent. Did
1: Southern United you know, win?
0: Definitely not. Uh, they <laughs> came up against Calder. <laughs> so um, 16-0 would have been a probably expected score on right here. But it
1: didn't happen, did it? Only lost by eight, which is, you know, not the worst result. I just I just love that, you know, we talk about that. <laughs> we, I, mean, yeah. I mean, like, uh, the sort of justifying an 8-0 loss as, as good. I mean, like... It's it's not great, but it's not great at all. Anyway, um, what did we like? Let's cut this one off, my friend. Uh, well, I like the Women's World Cup. I just yep. like that it's on. You know, it's a great tournament. Uh, we saw it at the Matildas game, and we've seen across the board. You know, bumper attendances, and you know, lots of fans going there. Lots of passionate fans. Good turnouts of crowds. Yep. Plenty of hype about it as well. Everyone's sort of getting involved, in particularly. I mean we're only really exposed to it in Australia but but here. Another thing that I liked though as well was there was a pump up video that the German women's national team Put out and that was pretty baller. It was pretty much they're pretty much throwing shade at everyone who has no idea who they are, and they're actually really good. Oh yes, I did see that. That was really good. So I really like that, and and the women's World Cup. I mean, it's just it's 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 quality football, and you know, it's a global tournament, and it's exciting. And as as a as football fans, you know, doesn't get a whole lot better than that.
0: Having been to a World Cup, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would go to the next World Cup. I mm-hmm. think I would 100% go to the next Women's World Cup. Now, I know that we've yep. put a bid in for it and everything, but mm-hmm. you know, going off the history of Australian bids for major soccer events with yeah, FIFA, probably yeah. not going to get that one. Um, but I would go somewhere in the world to watch the Women's World Cup next time, 100%. I regret not going to this one. I think this would be a worldy of a tournament. Yep. Um, what did you like? Mate, I like the Western United leaked kit. Ooh, yeah. Not sure if it's true or not, but it's kind of ridiculous enough that... Yeah, even if it's not, it's good It's good fodder for memes at this yeah, stage. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. um, I like it. It's very unique and different and interesting, what, and it ticks the boxes, I think.
1: I don't think we've had, just sort of looking at the A-League like, quickly, I don't think we've had, like, a truly horrendous, outrageous kit design. I think the closest thing would be when the Victory War, like, that tradie, blue 4-0, yeah, yellow. one. Yeah. But, like, other than that, I don't think we've had, you know, a real shocking, like, not shocking as in yeah. awful, but shocking as in just, like, crazy... Design, yeah. Which this was, so I mean, if that's it, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, um, I think that's us done for this bit, isn't it? Well, one last thing that I did, like with the i thirty car, and again, I don't know if this was real or if it was a meme, but someone had shoot fucking on the car. On, yeah, I, I think it was I, one
0: I, of the ladies' league girls. I'm just, again not sure if it was legit, but it's look again. Give Australians a car and a sharpie. It seems fucking highly likely that we would write shoot fucking on
1: it. For, for me, that feels uh, that feels like it. Genuinely could have been written on there. Yeah. And then uh, I did see someone else on Twitter say, uh, put that on the collar, inside the yeah, collar. Yeah. I'm like, excellent, great idea. Yeah. 100%.
0: Like a lot. 100% done for this part of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Join us back very shortly for part three, where we will preview this weekend's coming fixtures. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three where we preview the upcoming fixtures and we also throw Branson absolutely under the bus because he did not film George last week, did not give us a prediction, you were all waiting for it, Branson, what do you have to say for yourself?
1: I've got nothing, no no good excuses. I was
0: even at yours and I was like, Branson, do you want us to film the George video now? And you're like, no, 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 I've got this sorted, bro.
1: I didn't. I didn't quite say that. And to be fair, when and, you, yeah, were, you you didn't turn full on Chavy, and and when and when we were there, you came over for a barbecue. So there was like five hundred bits of meat being cooked. There was a spit. There was You're a smoker. That well, George like, oh, was yeah, going to yeah, turn into and a. And there was a crowd there. So it's like, oh yeah, let's get the rabbit out in front of all this other meat. You know, I thought we'd expose him to ridicule. But, yes, then did do the classic, forgot to get into the... Sheer and Branson, a Sheer yeah. Sorry.
0: Anyway, let's move on to the pictures this weekend. Friday night, what have we got, my friend? Well,
1: we've got a couple of good games. We've got Dandy City taking on Green Gully and Oakley taking on Kingston City. A couple of good ones there. I mean, yeah. a huge danger game for Gully, I reckon. City on the... Ri- Dandy City on the rise. I mean, I, I, I really would not be surprised... If they win, you have, know, so.
0: I have date night Friday night and I'm like, it's early date, days. Dan. dates,
1: but I'm like, do I take a date to Dan and City? 100%. Probably don't. Tweet Adam and say that I'm coming there on a date. They'll hook you up, I reckon, yeah, for sure. Actually, they would. Also, I could get one of them sick beanies that they have. Anyway. Yeah, uh, and, and a Also, Kingston against Oakley. Can Kingston kickstart their survival push? Oakley, you know, can they keep on. Declining, you know, their their quest for the final, so that'll be a good one. Kingston, would of course, i to a
0: draw. If I'm honest with
1: you, mm-hmm. I'm going to tip a draw for that. Okay. One.
0: Well, what's coming up on Saturday? <sighs> Saturday, big, big one. Bentley versus Melbourne Knights. Mm. Big, it's tasty what fixture. Huge, what a
1: huge week for the Knights! Mm. So they go to Heidelberg, South Melbourne, Bentley. Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Um, Port Melbourne versus Pasco Vale. Um, like. Man, it really should be a win for Port Melbourne, but who knows? They haven't really put together that full 90 minutes. I
1: reckon if Port Melbourne want to make finals, they have to win this one. Yeah. And 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 at the same time, if Paco lose, are they doomed? Yeah. Good call.
0: I like it. Let's just make some big calls. Um, Heidelberg versus Hume, Top six clash. Good one. Yep. Should be good. Um, Could see the result of that. Could see some different teams leapfrog Frog and jump around, yeah, and that's absolutely. the top six.
1: And Hume did beat Heidelberg at Heidelberg in the FFA Cup as yes, well. And that stunning 5-4 win. They did, uh quite recently. Um Altona Magic versus Danden on Thunder
0: rounds out Saturday's fixtures. Bran, what have we got on Sunday?
1: Sunday we got another big one as well. South Melbourne taking on Avondale. That's gonna be tasty. South Melbourne in red-hot form. Avenale have snapped the streak. Can they bounce back? I mean, Are you going to that one? I am going to that. At the lakeside to, on yep. Sunday. I'm so. going to
0: join you for that one, because I haven't
1: been to the lakeside yet. I don't really want to go. Neither have I, and I'm very much looking forward to it. But what is your prediction for Match of the Round?
0: Bear with me on a second. I'm just going to check the weather for Sunday. Uh, well, <laughs> Okay, well, I'll
1: start with my Match of the Round. No, Ram. I found
0: it. It's 16 degrees and sunny. Perfect.
1: Great, great cool. Uh, so... <laughs> Well, I'm going to keep going with my match-of-the-round prediction. It's a bit of a tough one, but for me, it's a toss-up between those two Friday night ones. Dandy City versus Green Gully. I reckon that'll be genuinely interesting. And then I'm going to tip Oakley-Kingston as my match-of-the-round, because I reckon Kingston are going to be going all out for a win. This is a team who they would think that they could beat, and they need to start beating people, so I reckon that'll be good. Good call. What about um, you? I'm going to go Heidelberg
0: versus Hume, purely because I think it's oh, one yeah. that has the most disruption mm-hmm. to the table. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I think we could see some... If it's a draw, not much will change, but if it's a win, someone's going to be a big loser, someone's going to be a big winner, and so on and so forth.
1: And and to be fair, all these games are, are pretty good, you know? Bentley yeah. against the Knights is going to be huge, uh, and even Southampton. It? It's going to be great. Yep. Uh, Southern United, though, will be taking on Senior NTC at 4pm on Sunday at the Knox Regional Now, they're a chance centre. for this one. They are indeed Senior NTC, are second from the bottom, but... They have done the number a couple of times over Southern yeah. United so far this season. Uh, I mean... Maybe a draw. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe an 8-8 draw. Wow, that'd be amazing. That'd <laughs> 16 be amazing. I mean, I just I want Southern United to get a win. I don't know yeah. if it'll happen, though.
0: No. We can hope and we can pray to we can. whatever footballing gods we pray to. I think I'm done with praying to the gods. I don't think they've really given me much support over the years
1: football gods like to give me a little bit of hope and then just crush it crush it yeah you know give me a little bit what is it like gambling give you a little bit give you a little bit of success to keep you coming back and then you just end up spending all your money on kits which
0: (laughs) (laughs) and on that branson needs to uh jump off and go on ebay and start putting some bids in ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us for episode 18 of the semi-pro potty Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Chambershire. Branson is at Branson Gibson. Um, Thank you very much for listening to us on your drives, on your walks, on your runs, whatever. Let us know what you think. And we will hear from you throughout the week. We will talk to you next week to cover off a bumper round coming up. Thanks very much for listening to The Semi-Cri-Potty.